Hello and welcome to the podcast. I am your host Donna. Join me as we deep dive into real and raw conversations about love, life, money and business. Hey guys, it's Donna. Welcome to the Amplify Her podcast. Today we're going to be talking about if you have the good girl syndrome and you didn't even know you had it. I'm going to go into what that is, but first of all, I'm going to go into why it's important to understand this and, you know, to kind of know whether this is you or not. So one of the things that kind of brought this, you know, to my attention, I guess, more recently is I'd done a bit of a review of my business. And one of the things that I'd noticed when I was doing that is a lot of the women that I attract have the good girl syndrome going on. But the funny thing is, is that you wouldn't actually know it and they probably wouldn't language it like this because the reality of it is, is that they consider themselves as strong, independent, you know, I'm going to go do this thing. I have a goal. I'm going to go make that goal happen. Like they, they really are driven, ambitious, successful women, right? But at the same time, underneath all of that, is this person that doesn't necessarily back themselves. So what I mean by this is they might have relationships where they're not speaking up in their relationship in the way that they could, or if they are speaking up in their relationship, it's like they feel like they have to yell at their partner to be heard because nothing else feels like it's getting through. Or they'll have a group of friends, right? And it always kind of feels like that the conversation goes back to that friend and they could be talking about a story about themselves, but then that friend always makes it about them. And so they kind of go, you know what, let's just let her have the floor. It's not a big deal, blah, blah, blah. Actually, it is a big fucking deal. Friendships, relationships, they're an equal, you know, thing, you know, it's a 50-50 split. And if it's not like that, then there's probably a bit of good girl syndrome like that's coming out. The other way in which I see this coming out is in career and business. So if you feel like really kind of like scared to go into your boss's office and have a chat to them about something or you know you're scared you're going to be criticized about something or you're scared to speak up or say what it is that you want or anything like that if there's any kind of like fear around authority you may be playing out that good girl syndrome and in business too you know so for a lot of women what I see is that they're not charging what they're worth or they're too scared to ask for the sale or they will put up with things that they shouldn't be putting up with. So, you know, they have poor boundaries around, you know, clients messaging them at like eight o'clock at night when they should be chilling out or feeling like they have to over deliver and that sort of thing, you know. And so how this plays out for them in terms of their finances is that they're not charging what they're worth. So they're not making the money that they want to make and they're not having the experiences that they want to have. Right. So there's all of this stuff that is all tied into just this good girl syndrome that they don't even realize that they're playing out. And the reason why we're playing this out is because it's like socially acceptable. Society accepts the good girl. Society accepts the person who's not going to be a bitch and who cares for other people, right? What I'm saying here is not necessarily to go and be a bitch or anything like that. But what I am saying is that there's this beautiful balance between being a nice, caring, compassionate person And actually standing your ground and recognizing when you do deserve better and setting those boundaries lovingly. One of the things that I think that I teach women the most is how you can still assert a boundary, but at the same time still be a beautiful feminine energy about it who gets the respect of the people around her. So let's dive into this a little bit more. I want to kind of go through and this will kind of help you to figure out whether you have been putting on this good girl syndrome. So these are some of the things to look out for, guys. Do you worry about offending or bothering people? 
Okay, so this could be in the context of friendships. You don't want to reach out to them because potentially maybe, you know, if you reach out to them, you know, you might be a bother to them, but you're going through a really tough time and you need somebody to chat to. Maybe you feel like you don't want to say something to your partner because you don't want to upset them or you don't want to burden them with something. So you try and take it on for yourself. Maybe it might be that you don't want to say something to a client. I've had certainly clients who have said to me, oh, I'm scared if I say this to my client and set that boundary there or tell them what they actually do really need to hear that they're going to get offended. And I'm like, well, that's their trigger. You know, if they get triggered by that, then that's something that you get to work through with them. You're not responsible for their triggers. And if, if anybody's triggered about anything, what I mean by triggered is like you have some sort of emotional reaction. It's a response to something that is unhealed because anybody who has that sense of emotional mastery is not going to be offended by what somebody else has said. They're going to go, hmm, hang on a second. Is that really true? Or is that something that is a projection of something else? And so they're not going to come from this reactionary space. But when you come from this reactionary space, it's typically because something hasn't been healed there. So that's the first one. Do you worry about offending or bothering other people? Do you pride yourself on being thoughtful and helpful even when it's inconvenient for you? Yeah, so Auntie Betty asks you to make that cake for somebody's birthday on the weekend or whatever and you say yes, despite the fact that you've got a really busy week, you've got kids running around and you're making the cake at bloody 12 o'clock at night the night beforehand because that's literally the only time you've had to, to, do, to do that thing, right? So this is you kind of trying to pride yourself on being that thoughtful, helpful person at the detriment of yourself. If you're doing it to the detriment of yourself, this is another sign of the good girl syndrome. Were you labeled a good girl as a child? I certainly was. <laughs> One of the things that I get over and over again, because I was a very timid little girl, was, oh, Donna's such a good girl. You know, she's quiet. She just sits there. You know, she doesn't make a nuisance of herself. I remember hearing that time and time again, except for when it came to eating at the dinner table, because I'd take like 10 hours to eat something. But I used to get that feedback all the time. So it was reinforced that this is a good thing. This is what I should continue to do. Except as an adult, what it resulted in was toxic relationships, attracting narcissistic personalities, you know, both in friendships and relationships. It attracted bullying at work. It meant that it took a little bit longer for me to get my business off the ground. All of those things because I was so busy trying to be the good girl that I'd been labeled. If you're noticing that, this is probably the good girl syndrome coming out. Are you a perfectionist or an overachiever? If you are either of those things, again, good girl syndrome. Are you afraid to ask for what you want or deserve? I think I've kind of already covered that already. Do you feel like you have to do all of your work and get everything, you know, all your T's and crossed and your I's dotted before you allow yourself to rest and have fun? Now, if that is the case, it is definitely playing out. I know for a lot of business owners, this is one of the things I have to work through a lot. And I've had to work through it with myself a lot. <laughs> and, you know, on some days I still feel like I'm mastering this, to be honest with you. But it's one of those things where it's like you feel like you have to keep on showing up and showing up and showing up to the point of burnout. Yeah. And I've tracked so many clients like this where they've gotten themselves to this point of burnout because there's this constant need to show up, to prove, to over deliver, you know, and there's all this energy pouring out, but there's nothing coming back in. And so it's really, really important to understand how to switch off so that you can actually give more. We kind of have to take, it feels counterintuitive, but we kind of have to take a step back to take five steps forward and be able to give more to other people. And 
the way that you do this is in those quiet moments or in those moments where you go and get playful. One of the things my partner and I love to do is we love to go to escape rooms and have a bit of fun, have, have a bit of that childlike inner child playfulness come out because that allows us to give more during the week. Do you have trouble speaking up for yourself and asking for what you want? So again, you know, not having that voice and not feeling like you can express your needs is a huge one for good girl syndrome, guys. It's really important that you can express what it is that you need, you know, and this shows up in relationships, friendships, career, all of those sorts of things in so many different ways. Like, for example, in relationships, it might be that you want more of an equal relationship with your partner, but you're too afraid to to ask for that thing. And what I find so often speaking to women is that we kind of get to this space where it becomes volcanic. So it's like we sit there and we suppress it, we suppress it, or we've asked and nobody's taken us seriously because we always let it go before. And so all of a sudden there's this volcanic explosion that you have. And then when you explode, people look at you like, holy shit, where did that come from? You know, that's not like you. So again, this is something that you need to be aware of. You know, if you find that you kind of have that, I'm going to, you know, not say anything, I'm going to let it go, let it go. And then you find yourself getting volcanic. This may be an example of good girl syndrome coming out. Are you a people pleaser who's uncomfortable with conflict and disappointing others or hurting other people's feelings? Again, if you're not saying something because you're scared of how it's going to hurt somebody else's feelings, even though you feel really passionate about this thing or you feel like something is really wrong there, again, this could be more people pleaser playing out. If you, crave, if you crave predictability and you get anxious when things change at the last moment, again, this can be another sign of that. And the last one here is overly responsible, which I think I've kind of already covered, you know, so needing to make sure that you've taken care of all of hubby's duties and you've taken care of all the kids and you've taken care of all of your clients and over delivered, you know, over above and all the rest of it, because you feel like you have to be that person for them. I can't tell you how many times I have to coach women through this, especially when it comes to business, because because they think that they have to, you know, I, I have to be responsible for my client getting the results as opposed to, again, it's a 50-50 relationship. You show up for your client, but at the same time, they need to show up for themselves. And if they're not willing to show up for themselves, there's not much you can do about it. Yeah. Like I have some clients who go through my programs and they have the most fucking amazing results. You know, they are just, they transform from like into beautiful butterflies from caterpillars, right? And then I have other clients who just mosey on through and they decide to still stay the caterpillar. And there's nothing I can do about that. I've given the same information to both people. It's just that one of those people has taken that information and they've run with it. You know, whereas the other one has kind of gone, no, not ready yet. And there is a level of responsibility that is not on you. It is on them to take personal responsibility for themselves. Right. So if you feel like you're being overly responsible, whether it be in your business, at work, with your family, this could be another sign of it. If this isn't dealt with, what this ends up in is it ends up in burnout. It ends up in resentment. It ends up in physical illness because you're never really voicing what it is that you want to say and you're always pushing it down. You're always putting others before yourself, you know, so it can end up in physical illness because there's only so much that your spiritual body can take when you keep suppressing things and you keep that energy inside of you that it comes out in a physical form. So what I mean by that, for example, is a lot of the women that I coach really struggle to get to anger or know how to express what a healthy anger is. So if you think about the energy of anger, the energy of anger is really intense, right? And so if that anger isn't expressed, that intense energy stays trapped within your body. Now, if you continue to do that over a number of years, what ends up happening is you end up finding that shows up as a physical disease. 
So this is what I mean by that it comes out physically. It's really, really important, guys. It, it ends up in, you know, it teaches your kids that this is the way that it's okay to behave when you know it's not. It means that you miss out on, you know, potential opportunities when it comes to work or business. It means that you end up in a relationship that you're not happy in. There's so many different impacts to this if it's not solved, as opposed to if you find a way to work through this, then what you get to experience is healthy relationships, friendships that are equal, relationships where you are both partners, you know, it's you and your partner against the world. Whoa, I'm getting really excited here and throwing stuff all over my desk. It has such a flow and effect. You know, it teaches your kids to have a really healthy level of self-esteem if you can be the display of that because they're always watching you. If you are showing up like this in your business or in your job, then you're more likely to get those promotions or you're more likely to land those clients because they can see something in you that they don't yet have themselves. They respect you for voicing your views on things, you know, in a feminine but strong way. Yeah, so there's so much to this, guys, you know, if you can really learn to work through this. So, guys, if you like this episode, um, please share, like, comment or join the Amplify Her Facebook community. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to meet you. And until the next episode, take care of yourselves and I will see you all next week. All right. Bye for now.